Now everyone's making it in film and TV, but we don't really know how. Here we uncover the truth. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast today. Uh, this is the place where we explore the truth about the film and TV industry. And we hear it directly from those who are smashing it in their areas. Um, today is extremely um, special. Like we always have special guests, but I'm super, super, super excited today because I believe we've got a mastermind and a genius here today um and i don't say i don't say it or take it lightly um i would say he's a great creative director um but he's also like an esteemed and critically acclaimed director writer um dare i say pioneer um for the work he's he's completed um i'm not gassing i am speaking the truth um i introduced to you abdu cisse what's going on bro how are you I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Tired, tired, tired. It's been, it's been a, it's been a very long, not a long year, but mm. a very jam-packed year. So, yeah, I feel, it feels good. It feels good to finally have things coming out and and finally out as well. So, yeah, man, I feel good. I'm I good. Love good. That. I love that. Um, and do you know what? It's definitely like, yeah, it's definitely been a jam-packed year I guess from I, I'm saying that from the side of watching watching your output and and mm. some of the things that you know we can deduce from what, what's going on on your socials and that but um one of the things that just so excited me was um your recent release of Festival of Slaps um, because that like pun intended it slapped like seriously <laughs> that thing was like that was an experience um it's the best show i've seen this year hands down oh, like, thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> like do you know what i just love i love our culture yeah um and that Festival of Slaps and your work in general, mm. there's this running theme of like elevating the depiction of our culture. Mm. It's almost like it's like art house, but it's us. Yeah. And even like some of the small short projects, like I saw like a live music performance on your Vimeo from like years ago. Yeah. It was like behind this like translucent screen. I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a a photography project I did called Presence back in twenty hmm, might be twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, maybe. It feels like twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. I can't remember. It was a minute. It was a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was crazy. I love that. Project. To be honest, I love that project. It was actually insane. Now now looking back at it, it's like you know when you look back at your work, you're like, oh, we were like. We were really like bold with what we were trying to create, you know. We were and really that boldness. It continues. Mm. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the stuff that I'm used to seeing in other spaces mm. is now here, mm. and it's not contrived. It's not compromising. It just yeah. fits. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? I didn't. I didn't realize that we could do that. Yeah. And that's and that's that's the point really, isn't it? We should already feel that lack of that that lack of like being present in those spaces is 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 wild. Mm. It's wild if you really deep it. It's like the film industry's been here for how long and we haven't really had like for me it's like we haven't had people like our mums depicted, like seen in that way, you know, like typically you see that in, yeah. And, and it's starting to obviously break out a lot more and we're starting to see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. But then in that lies the, lies the point, you know, like, yeah. and it kind of lies the, um, the reasoning behind why, like why I wanted to do something like that, you know, like the, the, there lies the reason. It's just that lack of, 
that lack of, uh, I hate using, I don't want to use the word representation, but yeah. that lack of being present in that space. Yes, 100, 100. Mm. I got you. Mm. All right. So, um, because like for me, this is so groundbreaking and there's like a, there's a wave that you think on or create from, right? I mm. just really want to know, like from the beginning, and it, it sounds open-ended, so, you know, like, answer it as uh, as you see fit. But where did your creativity start? Oh, where did it start? I would always say it's probably my parents, you know? Mm. Yeah, I would always say my parents. Like, my mum my mom done, like, done pottery. Um, my dad was a sort of illustrator back at, like... And I, I, I say this, they were, never, they were never doing it at, like, such, like, a huge, huge level. Mm. Um, it was very much just, like, for them, it was their sort of passion, like they're doing it for like my dad was probably doing it for like news articles here and there back in like Senegal and stuff like that. And mm. my mum was making pottery mainly just for herself as well as friends and stuff like that as well. So they've they've kind of nurtured us in a way where we're a little bit a lot more open to the arts than say um people traditionally are, you know. Um they've given they gave us a lot of freedom. But yeah, I was all I've I think I've always been yeah, I think it's always like this idea of art and creativity has always kind of been part of my life. Like from from yeah, from early, you know, from like. So it's it's yeah, it's I it's I can't I could never ever be able to depict. Oh, when when was the moment I was like, oh, this is what I like doing. Yeah, um, I think it's just always been a part of me. Always, always has. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and. What I also want to know, right, is like what what projects did you like growing up? Because yeah, like I was saying, there's like a consistent theme of mm. quality and work in a way that I'm used to seeing in other spaces. So I'm just yeah. curious. I like yeah, like what projects did you like growing up? Ah, oh, bro, man, like. Like my friends, my friends always laugh at me, yeah, because they always kind of say, "Bro, Abdu, everything you love is like, got uh, guns, cars, violence, like sci-fi, like all of this sort of stuff." And it's just like that, like being able to be able to escape that sort of escapism of being able to like live in a world for the, like the, an hour and a half or whatever, or in a TV show. So for me, I loved. I was a huge. I'm still a fat, huge fan of like cartoons and stuff like that. Like. Japanese anime is like one of my like biggest, biggest um, sort of key drivers. Um, again, I remember my brother playing me um, this, like, this Japanese anime, which is like quite hardcore called Ninja Scroll. And I just remember being like, what the f is this? Like, what? Like, you know, you're used to watching daytime TV and you're yeah, like, yeah. my God, like there's blood. What the hell? Like, what's going on? but I, and again it's just it's dynamic it's it's exciting it's like and at its core are some real like some real deep stories you know okay. and it's very similar to why people probably are obsessed with comics like there's some there's some real deep stories within that but then told in a sort of an exciting way that you can follow that like you can follow um and then when it came to like when you can comes to like film like like my parents didn't have a lot. So we never really, we only ever had like a certain number of tapes, like a VCR player with, and we had a number of tapes and my auntie would um, would, would re record Sky. We didn't have Sky, we only had like the three or four channels and then it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I remember there being the, the fifth one coming and being like, oh, there's another channel. Oh my <laughs> God, you want to see, do you know what I mean? And then, but my auntie and my friends all had like cable and Sky and stuff like that. So a lot of the time it would be, and I never had a games console or anything like that. That everything came quite late for for me and my brother and my, and my other siblings. Like we, um, so for instance, my auntie will record like Cartoon Network and and all these sort of films and shows, and I'd literally have to play it on repeat, like rewind the tape, play it on repeat, watch it as if I've I have I have those things in it. And then, um, and then once we started getting, once my parents started buying certain tapes, um, um, v, um, VHS, uh, no, sort of tapes, it would be like, oh snap! Like suddenly, we've got. I remember, I remember the first time I got Toy Story. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I remember, I remember, I remember that being like a big day for me. Like, I remember that being like a massive day, being like, oh my god, I've got something. Like, yeah. and then obviously, 
as me and my brother got older, we started to just then buy our own stuff. So I remember just getting the two the two films I I grew up watching, bare, well, three really, or two really, is like The Matrix. That completely blew me and my brother's mind. Like we were just like, we know that we know that film line by line, like when people are gonna say something, when they're gonna do something. Um, we try to reenact that in our living room. Do you know what I mean? Like you jump from sofa to sofa trying to do, you, you'd call it the matrix, like let's do it. And you start doing the madness and all of this. And then I remember seeing that and I remember like, and then we got fast and um, we got fast and the furious. So like, it might've been too fast, too furious maybe. And I remember just running those on repeat consistently. Cause that's all like, like there was nothing else for me to go watch. I'll go to my friend's house and I'll end up like, you always have that one friend or a few friends that have like a games console or Sky, and you're yeah. supposed to be over there playing, but I'm there like just watching. Like, <laughs> oh wait, what else can we watch? What else can we watch? What? How many other channels are there? Do you know what I mean? Like, you grow up on that, and then um, so yeah, man, you like a lot of the time it was it was that like those two for me was just like mind blowing. It was like, and obviously being like classic boy, like being a classic boy, like cars, fighting, guns. Yeah violence mad stunts you're like oh my god this is blowing my mind and then um so for me like i would say like the obsession started there as well as like adverts obviously i'm watching tv trying mm. to catch thing and then like i'm seeing like the latest nike commercial come out yeah. it's in the cage and you've got edgar davits you've got ronaldo you've got all these people you've got terry Henry. you've got all the best players playing football in a mad cinematic way and you, like usually you watch football from from afar but this is the first time you're seeing football up close. So you're just, you're actually in the game as this, how it feels. And obviously playing football when you're younger, like these people are like your heroes. You're seeing them on the thing and you're trying to mimic what they're doing. And you're trying to mimic the moves they're doing on the adverts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, cool, I'm going to bounce the wall. I'm going to bounce the wall off the wall and do that. Do you know what I mean? So you start, as a kid, you're just, you're just, you're just taking this all in, but you're also just like, you're taking what someone else has imagined and bringing it into your imagination. And then, bringing that to life. So for me, it was like those things there were just like massive to me, like hugely influential and, and somehow are always still quite present. And in my mind, somehow hasn't been topped since. Wow. So that's like n early 90s. So like, that's like 90s, noughties. So you're like talking about like, Matrix came out in 1999, after 99, like well, 1999, like some of the maddest films came out and it's never been the same since. Like we haven't been able to kind of like get back to how those films felt, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and The Matrix just changed everything, man. Like in terms of like story, story matched with action mm. and spectacle. It's like that they, 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 bro, they, they broke film forever. Do you know what I mean? Like I just don't, and then after that, everyone mimics. Do you know what I mean? There was obviously certain techniques that were still there. Mm -mm. Like you're watching, like I remember there's like a P Diddy music video in one of the things and they do the bullet Is time. Is that No Way Out? Something like that. There's like a bullet yeah. time thing there and you're seeing that and they're like, yeah, music videos like being, again, I didn't, obviously I'm going to my, I'm going to like my friend's house seeing MTV bass and then seeing how that world is. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I, all I have is top of the pops. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for like someone sick to come on. So yeah, man, for me, it was like very much within my sort of the lack of having yes. kind of being the thing that fueled and still fuels a lot of like sort of decisions of like, oh man, we're not, I don't see this. Or I don't have this. Therefore, I'm going to put it in there. Mm -hmm. Man, do you know what? This is making so much, <laughs> making so much sense now, right? And like, and it's clear that that passion is still there. Mm. Um, like even just hearing you talk about these things that we've all grown up with and you know they've impacted us and influenced us in different ways but it sounds like those things gripped you yeah and us and have held you know what i mean yeah yeah they're still there i love that i love that. yeah man I yeah so um, yeah it, that, that that's where that the kind of this of I would say like this obsession or chasing a certain feeling has always come from, I feel like there's, there's always this sort of feeling that I want to invoke in myself, but also want to invoke in others, you know, um, and just bringing stuff with meaning.
Mm. I, don't know, I don't know if you remember the old sort of like, I remember the, the sort of old Guinness adverts. Yes. Yep. 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 Tip follows top, follows tip. Yeah. Like, the, the swimmer. That's the surfing one, isn't it? And the surfing one as yeah. well. Swimmer, yeah. the surfing, and you're like, raw like, I look at that now and I'm like, that could have been in itself a film. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. it was just storytelling at its finest in its most sort of expressive way, you know? Um, so for me as a young, as someone that's young that can't quite understand narrative as well as I, I do now as an adult, yeah. that's what pulled me in and then pulled me closer to those stories, you know? I love that. I love that. So like looking at your body of work so far, and I know you're still at the early parts of your career, but you've done, you've done a lot. Um, yeah. I would say, um, what I, I, I want to know, right? Like for, for everyone as well, like what yeah. your trajectory has been. So like, did you study, did you go to film school? Like all of, all of this stuff? No, I never went to film school, you know, like, not in the traditional sense at all. I'd say like a lot of my film schools come from experience of trial and error, um, observation and getting advice and discussions, you know. Mm. Um, I studied architecture. I studied architecture. So like for me, not that for a long time, only probably even after, just after Serious Things is when I probably considered myself a filmmaker. Before that, it was something that I just wanted to, to do. I tend to follow those sort of, um, again, that feeling of like, what do I want to express and how? But I studied architecture and then realized that, ah, uh, you know what? Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to spend the next seven years studying. And then by the time I've nearly hit my thirties is when I'm actually starting my career, like yeah. actually in the industry. Yeah. Um, even though you do experience between that and you can kind of claim, you can't claim yourself as an architect, but even then, even within architecture, it's then like, all right, you've got this young person. Are you really going to trust them with designing your building that's got to last there for like a good over like plus 50 years? Yeah. And then for me, like in, in architecture, like I think architecture was like a really amazing foundation because we you learn a lot about every aspect of design, like every aspect of design thinking from how your building looks, no, from your concept to your idea, to your execution, there's always a through line and that through line has to reflect in the building you create, in the furniture that you put in there, in um, the materials that you use, to even how you present, like how you're presenting and you're doing your pitches, that has to reflect in that. So there's this consistent through line, consistent concept that has to flow throughout everything. So for me, I think that built the, the, the most perfect foundation creatively. And the first year was really like more, it was more geared towards sort of like, it felt more like an art class, but with design thinking. But then, yeah, I got to a point where I was just like, you know what I love, what I realized I love doing loads of things. There's not one thing I love doing. Yeah. Um, and architecture done that. And then, but then starting to look at the actual career, actually looking at what it's like down the line, I always say to people, if you're in an industry and you can't see anyone that you want to be like, um, it's either the industry is not necessarily, the, the roles are not, there's not the role that you want. And therefore you either make your, you make your role, the thing that you want, or that switching industry and seeing if there's something else that someone that you can see, because if you can see it, you can believe it and you can do it. Right. So in architecture, I saw, I looked, and again, I, I'm, I probably would probably still go back into architecture at some point. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I, I felt like I had during that f like first three years had um, almost done a creative disservice to myself. And ever since then I've been trying to give back to myself, you know? So wow. yeah, it's, it's the journey has been insane. Like, so from arch doing architecture, mm -hmm. understanding, uh, hold on, what I'm really good at is design thinking. And therefore, like, I can kind of go into anything and, and apply that. So if I'm interested in in design or if I'm interested in branding or I'm interested in film or art, I can kind of apply that. So I went from, like, doing architecture, then literally in the summer of that year, graduating, doing, making a jewellery collection because I just felt like I want to make something. And then doing a jewellery collection and then creating a 
a film around that and a campaign around that and then landing myself into sort of advertising where it was like man I get to I get to play in this playground I get to play in that playground I get to do film storytelling I get to do branding I get to do innovation I get to do tech I get to do all of these things um that I, lo- that I know and love yeah. and be able to kind of like pair that together to make something you know so yeah it kind of went from there and then obviously transitioned from there into film so yeah man it's been it's, it's been it's been an amazing journey man it's been an amazing journey I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back for anything I love that and and it's so it's so true and interesting how much you have said design so mm. far because one of the things that struck me about um and we'll talk about festival of slaps but yeah. just even the rollout of it is just like the consistency in the design like mm. the billboards the um the actual poster and mm. the variations on on the poster and even in the film some of the shots are like so specific they're on for like half a second yeah yeah <laughs> like you see the hand in the woman's eyeball you see this the beads of sweat and it's mm. like a lot of people would have just been like listen the budget don't go that far it's it's not it's not that deep we get yeah. it. he's been yeah. slapped do you know what i mean yeah but i'm like wait you went to those lengths and i've seen it in some of your other shorts as well yeah like oh this is a thing for you yeah um yeah 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 so i just wanted to commend you and give you your flowers because that, nah, that, that attention to detail hasn't gone unnoticed no nah, thank you man and i have to think i have to thank the team as well for like it's like for putting up with <laughs> putting up with me and my and that sort of either crazy vision or just like ambition as well it's it's um it's not an easy road to take you know like when you're trying to when when you're trying to really kind of like go all out you know it's not it's not easy and i think film is a is a is an art of restraint and knowing where to where to push and where to pull you know and where to where to be still and where to kind of go all out you know mm-hmm. um so yeah man no, the, the the design i think i think personally like everything's design like writing is design um like music i had this I had a debate with uh, one of my producers about um, I wouldn't name on what project it wasn't this project but on another project where I was just we was trying to work with a composer and I was like like music is design and she's like no it's not uh, like you have to wait and I'm like no like you start off with a concept you do some research and development you land on an idea then you go do an execution you do some research and development in there you land on the execution and then it's iteration until you land on something that like gives a function there's a function to the to the art do you know what i mean everything we're doing is a function to it so it has to serve something be it giving you a feeling or be it giving um conveying an emotion or a certain plot point everything in the way is kind of like design thinking it's whether you want to see it that way and whether you understand it that way and so yeah, so everything for me is like art, art, art and design are very separate. Um, and because art, you're trying, you're doing it to express something. Design is taking that expression and giving it function. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's about pairing those two a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, wow. All right. Um. So serious things like that. That's a classic. It's widely regarded, you know, <laughs> featured at London Film Festival, Rain Dance, Biffa nominated, winning at the Shinies, you know, featured at Tate. I remember I was I was at Somerset House like a year or two ago, just randomly, and I was waiting in a lobby for someone. And mm. um, yeah, it was just playing on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. I, was a, I only found out, I think, I think I got an email about that. Like the places that that's gone to is is, yeah. I, we always say that, especially with the people I worked with. We're just like, mm. it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. You know, what I mean, it's, it's it's weirdly that project that like, honestly, is like, and we 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 always we always discuss this because it's like how how, and I'm just like, to be honest, I think it's because it just came from a pure place. You know, like 
we made something for ourselves. So for instance, where it, where it goes is, is exciting. But I think for me, the, the main thing is the fact that I made that with like people that I call friends and people that I now call friends. Do you know what I mean? We made that, that was a real sort of like offering from us as a community, you know, like people that I went to, from people that I went to school with, that people that I went to uni with, to people that I now work with. Like it was a real sort of like, yeah, it was a real coming together of like all of us, you know? And I think, I think it just came from such a pure place that I just, I don't know whether it, other people see that in, in the work or whether it just, I don't know, created this sort of energy around it that you felt like, yo, like we're not, we're not being preachy here. We're just kind of like expanding on an observation, you know? Mm. And so, yeah. So for me, the yeah, serious things, man, it's like, yeah, that's, that's, and even, even, and sometimes when I'm even lost in a project, I have to revisit what it was for me that I felt on certain things in that, like certain shots or certain stuff that I'm just like, what made me feel, what was it I was looking for in this moment, you know, and just kind of reconnecting to that. Man, do you know what? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're speaking, so many things make, make so much sense, right? Because... I was watching it the other day and I was like, there was a bit, I guess, so with me, right, mm. I um, I don't cry a lot at stuff, but like I'll cry inside. <laughs> like, I'll feel like, oh my days, that is deep. And there was a bit, it, it's that part where they start smiling, right? Yeah. And then they stop smiling. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm just thinking about it now. Yeah. It's deep. It's mad. It's mad. Do you, when you watch it, do you feel part of you is seen? Yeah, but I feel like, like, so there's two things, right? Mm. 100% do. Like, Fia Gaich does this excellently in her work as well, right? I mm. feel like, you and her capture, like, take our culture and community mm. and, and capture it in a way that takes me back. This is me personally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes me back to a place. Mm. And I think that's probably why I resonated with it. But I think one of the overriding feelings mm. that I had from it was, like, this, like, I don't know if the word is disappointment. Mm. but it was really like man like no this is the feeling that's such a shame Mm. that's such a shame because you know like like because it it, just 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 to to say that like because i think when i i think when when it's interesting because with and big up fear as well like because another fellow, I think it's something in the water in South London. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But I think it's something in the water with us creatives from South London because it's like, everyone's just storming the gates and, and just literally just like, we're here to stay sort of vibe. You know, like everyone's yeah. just like, yo, we ain't leaving. I think for me, for me with Serious Things, what's, what's really interesting, I think, and I think what we try to capture is like, how is, how is boys, we, we really try to, we really try to grow up at, we truly try to grow up at a very early age. And it's interesting because the film, a lot of people talk about the film and sometimes the people are like, oh yeah, black masculinity. And I'm just like, no, it's just just masculinity in general. It's just, Mm. it's, it's interesting. Like there's a lot of, and I remember this one of one, one guy I was working with, he just said, yeah, man, it's a shame how we have to grow. Like, it's a shame that, it's a shame that as kids you try, we have to almost try to grow up at too quickly. Um, and and it's a shame that like the stuff that within within that sort of mentality of sort of masculinity that we end up later on trying to chase our youth. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was all because, and for me, it's just like all because of what? Like, <laughs> because of it wanting to be accepted or, or, um, yeah, wanting to be accepted or whether it was um, 
trying to protect ourselves from um because 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 of the way the world is it hardens it hardens us specifically from our community that we have to almost put on a brave face every time we walk out the door you know we have to um yeah we have to take on a lot and therefore that is almost like a first like how we like how we um come across is basically our sort of first line of defense do you know what i mean so it's like not feeling like you can be being a man is like not feeling like you can be vulnerable not feeling like feeling like that this is this is me showing a sign of strength but i'm huge on like habits like all my work kind of like expresses like a habit and a contradiction the habits and contradictions in life and for me it was like it's ironic I love where how I kind of pick an idea is based on the irony a lot of the time, and I was like, it's quite ironic that as men we feel like a sign of, um, by showing emotion is a sign of weakness, um, but actually, really and truly, not being able to show emotion is a weakness. Do you know what I mean? That is actually the true weakness, really. So I just find it there's a there's an irony there, you know? Yeah, hundred. Oh man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> so with with Festival of Slaps now, right? Mm. Um I I wanna understand um like your design process. So you like beautifully broke down like look, I take a concept, I do this, I do mm. this, I do that. I wanna know what your process was for like Festival of Slaps. Because it's so specific. Yeah, but you made it universally understandable, and you know what? It's funny, right? I was I was actually watching it with my aunt, um, mm. so I was like, "Look, you have to see this. You have to see this." So <laughs> and she was laughing, loved it, amazing. And then she asked me a question, right? She said, "Do you think, um, like, like white people would understand that and would see it with the same comedy?" Yeah, and I said, "Do you know what? I feel like they would because." the way it's been done like there's a universal theme of 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 discipline but just the story itself Mm. you get it like you understand why it's it's done and you're not confusing it with abuse yeah Yeah. even if you don't decide to beat your kids in the same way that with goodfellas we're not italian but we understand family yeah yeah stuff uh, yeah a, a, lot, a lot of my work is always about holding up a mirror right and it's like there's always a a perception versus a reality thing and I always find it interesting because I, I, I almost like I love doing these sort of things that like I think in especially in fest- festival slaps I'll go into the process in a second but for me it's like we use the stereotype to demystify it for me like because it's bullshit like how people perceive um, black mothers, black women, us, it's, it's all bullshit. And so for me, it's like, I'm going to show you yourself and then I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna show you how you think and then I'm gonna leave you with that. So it's like, for instance, in serious things, we start off with mayhem and you're just assuming the worst. And then you then realize, oh, wait, hold on. This is just about, masculinity this is about these boys and now i'm going to show you i'm going to show you them i'm really going to show you who that there's there's there, there's boys behind these sort of cold stairs you know um festival slaps it was the same thing for me it was like i wanted to be able to like my like for instance my, it's very like my mum is very much misunderstood a lot of the time but then if you really know my mum it's like she's the most loving caring person and it's like whoever gets to know my mum loves her like she's like one of those sort of people that like even if you, if I've, I've bumped into people that know my mom and they're like, oh my God, your mom, da, 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 da. and it's like pure joy, pure joy comes from that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, for me, it was like taking, and when, when I say semi-autobiographic, what I mean by that is like, I one, at one point I was choking. I was, I was eating food, I was choking. Um, I, used to, I eat fast, I eat exceptionally fast. And I think it's because I always wanted to cat, make sure I eat my dinner and then watch what was on TV. Do you know what I mean? So me and my family are all kind of like that. We all eat really fast. But my mum always used to say like, yo, 
all you do is cut, swallow, cut, swallow, chew your food, chew your food. And then me being young and thinking that I know better, I'm just like, what do you know? And then, and then the inevitable happens, I choke. And then the thing that you would either run away from for your mom disciplining you or whatever was the one thing that saved my life. So it was just like, now looking at it when I'm older, I'm like, oh, there's an irony there. There's such an irony there because this is the perception. These are the sort of habits and contradictions as us and as as Western society, how we look upon um, our culture and the people and people from our culture, you know? So it's like, how can I take those things and create a narrative that takes that stereotype, demystifies it and leaves you really seeing this this family, this culture in, in its true light. So, so for me, it's like, yeah, you see you're faced with the stereotype to begin with. Mm. Then it's gone. Then it's gone. And then the tone changes. Like then you suddenly realize all the other times that you thought she was going to slap him or beat him. He was met with nothing. He was made with everything else but that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, and what she was doing and what what we always confuse, what we confuse with like passion and love is like that this person, this mom goes so far to prevent her son falling from grace. But all the son wants to do is grow up and and leave that. So what you have is like an immovable object being a mother's love or a parent's love and an unstoppable force, which is youth going into adolescence. And it's like the film is that clash between those two things, which we can all we can all understand. We've all when we're younger, all we want to do is grow up, and all our parents want us to do is stay young, and be be their kids. So it's like, yeah, it's just funny how um, how certain audience perceive it, like audiences and people from um, different backgrounds that are not say per se European are. Yeah. Um, see see it and they see the like especially when the twist happens they see the the love the joy they see themselves they see how their family are like it's very rare that you see like a black family sitting in a, in a five-star restaurant cracking joke yeah Do you know what i mean like cracking joke with one another teasing each other the parents teasing the kid the kid teasing the you, you rarely ever see that so for me it was all about leading to that point um but to touch on the sort of process for me, it's like, like I'm saying, I, I find the concept an irony, um, something that I find interesting, something that I feel like I I want to be, I want to say or be said. So I kind of thought of a concept there. And then I move on to like an idea and the idea being kind of like what the story is, the characters, everything like that and how those things flow throughout. Um, and then from that point on, it's it's words on the page. I try I this one I try to not jump into visuals. I started with words on the page first, got that right. Um then as you're writing, you're coming up, you're thinking of visuals anyway when you're writing. So the visual part for me is like the easiest bit. It's the like it's the easiest bit. It's the bit I spend I spend time on, but I don't it's not the thing that I'm worried about. It's making sure that the idea, the the core, the core of the story is as solid as it can be because that's the thing I'm going to use to inform everything else. So because I have that sort of idea, I'm then looking at like, okay, cool, this concept or idea, how does that flow throughout everything? So if I'm like, okay, cool, I want to, I want to lean into the stereotype and then demystify it. That means I'm, I'm misleading this audience. So everything has to be something that misleads the audience. So if the posters, for instance, we talk about the posters, the posters feel like almost like a horror. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, the storytelling starts from the first instance that someone sees the film and the way the person sees the film might be the poster. It might be the title. It might be the log line. Do you know what I mean? From that very moment, that's where the story starts. And then where it ends is how you then, where you see it in the world or how you then think. So like you have the film, which I see as being like the middle core chunk of it. And it's like, how do I lead people into that? And then how do I take them out? And how does that story continue? So for me, it's like every, every stage, it has to fit that. If it doesn't fit that, then it's not worth really pursuing or doing. So the film does that. And then when it comes to like the trailers or the cut downs, they, they do that. And then, um, and then posters, everything like language that you use 
is informed by that. So I would say that's me being an architect of my own project, ironically, but like it has to, everything has to make sense and ladder up. If not, you find yourself, you find yourself kind of lost a lot of the time. It's like, it's about returning back to the essence of what you want to communicate in this film. You know what? Thank you so much for that branding masterclass. What? That was, yeah, that, it just makes so much sense. It makes so much sense now because one of my, one of the things I was going to ask you was about that horror feel because there's, mm. there's two, there's three specific places that, that you see it, right? Before you even watch the film and, and during, right? Yeah. The poster, which you touched on, the music, like the score is yeah. spot <laughs> on. Like, <laughs> In a, on a different level. And I saw I saw Raheem Bakari was part of that. He's a genius as well. Yeah. Um, and then also that that wind effect. Mm. Like those three things scream horror at me. Mm. And the way you've used them, just breaking down like your whole concept and ideation process. I'm like, it makes sense. Because yeah. how, how often do you see like a great piece of work and the campaign is a few trailer posts on um, Insta and then the film's out and it's like, oh, there's so much more you can actually do if you think about it. Yeah, no, 100%. That, that's why I kind of say like, for me, my sort of goal is always how does the film go beyond the screen? How does the film continue? Like... What other places can the film live on? Like you spend in film, we spend like we have we're one of the we're one of the one of the few industries that we have like a massive amount of manpower for a short period of time, like two or three days. Bang! So much money is spent on making this one thing that lasts 10, 20 minutes, or even like an hour, two hours, three hours, and then more often than not, the film is put out, and then because by that time the the creator is tired, they've seen the film a million times. And then it's like, let's just get this out. I want to move on to the next thing. Whereas for me, I'm just like, what a shame for all the people, for yourself, as well as your past self that first came up with the idea and, the, and the, your past self that went through the hell and fire to get it to this point, as well as for the team that put in countless amount of hours for it to just be a simple sort of post, you know, like I think, I think, I think a lot of the great stories go beyond the screen. When I talk about the matrix, the reason why I say it goes beyond the screen is because it became a way of thinking about society, um, where our place in society. Um, it became a visual style that everyone mimicked. It became this sort of thing, like it became a culture, it became fashion. Like during that time, leather coats and all the, man, it was just sick. Do you know what I mean? And it's like- Your phone, the 7110. Everything yeah. and everything. And to this day, a lot of what, has happened in the matrix is pretty much kind of what our reality is now. Like for me, that is a perfect example of a film and a story going beyond the screen. Cause that's what stories are. Stories should be able to live here, there and everywhere. A great example of that. It's like serious things for me kind of taught me that as well. It was like, it was a story that went beyond the screen. It, we, um, we taught it in schools. We had like discussions in schools. It became a, a subject matter in the school. Um, we played it on national prison radio to 90,000 prisoners. And that wasn't even the visuals. That's just the audio. They took the, they literally took the audio and played that in prison. And we were just like, oh, I didn't even think it could be that. Like, do you know what I mean? I couldn't even think it could be that. Um, it plays in, it plays in, um, in galleries. So the last place that I found that I got hit up for it was that it played at the national gallery in DC. And I went on Google maps went to go look at where this place was and the White House is like right next to there. So I'm just like to the mandem, I'm like, yo, can you believe your face is up on the screen and next to the White House? Like, isn't that mad to you? Isn't that crazy that like how far, like a simple idea or story can go um, when it's created from a pure place, you know, like, so for me, it's like, I, that's where my branded mind and everything else and like my creative mind is mm. exciting because it means that oh I can I can continue to create. It doesn't mean that the film is the end product. There's other places it could live, and you'll see later on with 
uh, festival slaps in the in the sort of coming weeks, you'll see how we've kind of we've got something else that we're gonna drop, which kind of kind of like exemplifies that, you know. So, yeah, I love them, man. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love, this. I love that. Um, so. Like short films aside, you've been doing TV as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's not forget that. Um, <laughs> including like <laughs> Gangs of London and also yeah. Grime Kids. Um, yeah. Like Grime Kids in particular, because I know like you specifically directed an episode yeah. of that, which is huge, right? Mm. Um, especially for that period of time in our culture. Mm. What can we expect from the show? Ah, oh, man, it's expectation i think it's a it's very much like a love letter to that time and to and to us and who we were back then you know um i think expect two things like i always say like when i first came when i first came on the project i was like what are the two things i want people to take away from this i want the people that lived it lived it to be like fuck me I can't be like, fuck me, I was there for that. And then for people that didn't live it to be like, fuck me, I wish I was there for that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like really, um, cause it's, it's, it's a, it's, it was a magical time. Like, and people forget that like, that like people forget that, okay, cool. There's only, a, there's only one Stormzy. There's only one Skepta. There's only, there's only one Wiley, one Dizzy Rascal. Um, and those icons are have their own right to tell their own story in the way they wanted to mm. tell it, stuff like that. But I, I always was interested in it because it wasn't about it wasn't it was about the many, not the few. Really, like I think what was really interesting about it was about the the people that surrounded those people. You know, the people that that kept the culture, the the, the other people that kept the culture alive. Be it the kids that were bootlegging tapes and and recording it off of um off of radio selling it to their friends to um to the people the the unnamed pirate radio stations that came and went the people that canonized it through the photography that they took um and these and these are people that were just living it not people that have made say per se careers off of it it's the culture that i think it was the culture that kept the genre alive in those moments and and helped and helps um yeah helped keep keep it alive you know i think for me that's what makes the show show special is that like for me personally i was able to canonize my childhood similar to the fact that with festival slaps i'm able to canonize my um my family life my parents um similar to the serious things i'm able to canonize my sort of young to adolescence you know like um so for me, that's I think that those sort of the, the sort of takeouts like be prepared to like laugh to to cry, be prepared to like bounce off your seat and feel seen, mm. you know, like and and expect to see um, that time period told in all its glory, you know that it should that it deserves to be. Wow, man! Well. We're looking forward, looking forward to it. Um, and congratulations for, Thank you. Um, you know, all of the success being featured at, you know, London Film Festival with two projects, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, literally, they literally screened like the day back to back. So it was like Friday, we screened Grime Kids one episode one to two. And the next day we, we screened uh, Festival Slaps. So it was like... It was, it was, it's been, it's been a great, that's what I'm saying. It's been a busy, that's why I'm tired. Cause it's like, yeah. you're balancing, you're kind of like in the middle of balancing the two, yeah. two versions of yourself, like yeah. the, the sort of director for hire that's come on a TV show and then yeah. sort of write a director side of you that is the creative, the person that, that has his own ideas and his own ways of like expressing himself. And it's like showing how I apply that to other people's projects and work well with others. Mm. Being like, how do I, how do I function as a, as the, as the, as the lead of my own sort of thing, you know, my, like not having anyone to kind of like fall back on. It's like, I oh know this is like, this is the vision that I've come up with and now I have to stand by it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. not, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think 
it's it's an exciting time. It was really good. It was really good. And they literally like it's the same month as my birthday. It was like everything everything this everything this last month has just been been amazing, man. It's been amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it. God bless you, man. Well, listen, this has been an amazing episode. I've learned, I have yeah understood a lot more about design um and yeah got to really just you know celebrate and understand you which i think i think is so key for so many like creatives like your peers and also the generation coming up next because you've really you've you've i believe you have opened the door that we didn't realize was staring us in the face if Thank you, man. just really look like mm. actually want to go through it yeah know? um so no, 100% man it's about if if you if you're doing storytelling to take control of like for me if it's oh, sorry my phone's ringing good. Good. if you're doing a if you're if you come into filmmaking to tell a story then really take control of that narrative you know like the storytelling doesn't end on the page it doesn't end within the film it it's about how do you want people to see the project perceive the project like like we we, we perceive art as art once once it's hung on the wall and in a gallery it's about seeing you like and the story starts from when you enter the gallery you know and then the art piece is the core foundation of that so it's about seeing your work in a similar way you know your stories in a similar way and making sure that like yeah, man, that you enjoy every aspect of filmmaking. Because filmmaking isn't just making the film, you know. Um, you, there's, a, there's a lot to play with and a lot to have fun with. And it's just about how how far do you want to push it? How much fun do you want to have, you know? Um, how much um, does your project, do you feel like your project deserves? Um, think about really thinking about that. I hope everyone took notes because this is something you, you, you're going to have to come back to, I think, when you're doing ideation for your next project. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Abdu, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Uh, thank you, man.